Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Here we are in New York City, ESPN Studios. Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hahn in for Max. And guys, Mike White had one bad game, and the Jets are moving on. Two weeks ago, Robert Sala said anything can happen. Anything's possible. He gave us the KG about Mike White and his future as QB1. But now as they're playing, the, I, I guess, the 85 Bears, they are going to Joe Flacco. This will be the fourth quarterback they play this season, the third who will start for the team. And now all of a sudden there's a priority on going to a veteran when, when they started the season, having a veteran as a backup was not considered a priority. I'm, I'm trying to make sense of it. Bart Scott made sense of it to me yesterday on our show. I listened to him. I understood it. And then I walked away. And then Bart I still. Bart made sense? He always makes sense. <laughs> and, and, but I, I thought it made sense. And then the more I talked about it, the less it made sense to me. The more I, talked, I, I thought about it, the less it made sense to me. So somebody please explain to me why this is now the right decision and if maybe it's not about the quarterbacks, it's about who's making these decisions. Well, I've been trying to... You actually did say that. Tell Evan prior to you coming on with us, trying to tell Evan, and Evan screamed at me a couple weeks ago when they decided to take and make... Uh, not John Beck. Yeah, John Beck. Right. Make him the, co- he brought the him quarterback as a coach. coach and mm-hmm. kick Mike LaFleur upstairs. That was a red flag immediately for me because what it did is it opened up my eyes to go all the way back to the beginning of the season and say to themselves, you don't have a veteran presence anywhere in the quarterback room. Although they say Josh Johnson. That's what Sala kept saying. Well, Josh uh, Johnson's uh, again, a veteran. Again, <laughs> you have no veteran presence in the quarterback room, which means that when Greg Knapp passed away, you didn't bring in another veteran coach that would have been in the quarterback room. You then kick Mike LaFleur upstairs because he p- called a good game, supposedly, in – the win. So now that changes. You bring in John. All those sort of things. So it starts at the top. There's no real true plan about which direction this franchise is headed in. And it starts with Joe Douglas and the ownership group. And then it goes down to Robert Sala. And now you're telling me we trade for Joe Flacco as a veteran midseason, but we start Mike White who played great in a game in a quarter or game in a – Serious against the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. And he plays bad against the Bills, so you are no longer going to go with him because you want to get a look at Joe Flacco because the Miami Dolphins' defense brings a lot of different pressures, and you want to get a look at everybody else because Joe Flacco is going to make everybody else all of a sudden play better. Everybody else is going to play better because Joe Flacco, who's a 1,000 years old, is coming to help you in your offense in a week. That's crazy. Let's let's hear from Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets, who yesterday explained why they decided to go with Joe Flacco as their starter this week against the Dolphins. Joe's got a history. I mean, he's one of the 
uh, he's got a, he's in the record books all over the place. He's a world champion, so he's he's got he's got a history of, of playing good ball. So that one drive didn't solidify anything. It's his history more than anything, and the fact that he's just that veteran experience. He's seen these types of defenses many times over. There's a young group that's that's out there playing their butts off, and it's just a chance to get the chains moving, get the ball to our guys. Because just like Mike proved, if you can get the ball to our guys, they can do a lot of damage with it. And it's just and in the situation where you're seeing a very complex defense. We feel like Joe can get the get the ball to those guys, and and like like I just said, when they get the ball in their hands, they're pretty good. So I, I again, Jay, I'm trying to figure I, out. I don't, a season has I don't a priority. Understand. I don't. Is this a, is the priority that well, we only have two wins? We're getting criticized, so let's try to get a win in the pocket seems of like the schedule. It. Seems like it. Where we might be able to eke out some wins. So let's go with a guy that's not going to screw up and throw to the other team six times. And Zach Wilson's not yet fully healthy, so we don't want to throw him out there against the heavy blitz team. So this is about, we look really bad. Our owner's probably not happy. We got to get a win here. So here's our way of doing it. That's why I hate it. Because the priority exactly. is wrong. Well, The priority should be, just like he said, and look, I, I've been a person trying to defend the way this organization, right? Because when you're a losing organization, it takes a while to come out of it. But like these type of decisions, I sit there, what, what the hell are you doing? It, this is about the future development of your young assets and have things worked out perfectly? No, but don't just make moves now because you feel the heat, you feel the pressure, you know, for as much as we want people like, and we got into this whole thing yesterday with Robert Sala and him responding back to Rex, like just know who you are. Like it doesn't matter what kind of pressure comes from the outside key. We're staying on this damn course. This is who we've committed to. It hasn't been, it hasn't been pretty. It's been ugly, but this is part of the process because we reset the clock when we let go of Sam Darnold, and this is part of the process. Yeah, it's part of it's part of the process. But when you talk about the Miami Dolphins and Joe's did this, Joe seen that, and Joe seen this, and why wasn't Joe in the room week one? If Joe seen this, Joe seen that, Joe did this, Joe did that. Well, they moved on from well, him. He but, went to but, Philadelphia. But why? When I know I'm bringing in a rookie quarterback. Why wouldn't I keep a guy who's seen this, who's seen that? Because when I play the New England Patriots, guess what they're going to do? They're going to do the same damn thing the Miami Dolphins are doing. Of course. Uh, hello. But, but that was, the, to me, again, that's where we go to, all the way back to the beginning of the story, which was you like the coach at the podium. He said all the things that got you excited and thought, well, I really like this guy, and I know he's a fiery guy who's all about defense. He ain't no and, Rex. And you <laughs> – but then when the roster's made and you know, all right, you have the number two pick, you take Zach Wilson. He doesn't have a ton of experience in college because of the way the seasons went, because of COVID and everything else. But he's got potential. And I kept asking the question, he doesn't have to play right away if he's not ready. If you had a vet that you could go with and then he can work his way in. But no, they wanted to go young, young coaching staff, young roster, youngest in the league. All right, fine. So then you're going to go through those growing pains, and we have to understand that's the way it's going to go. But you don't have anybody to provide some sort of buffer and support to this kid in the room? No every, mentor? No, every no Josh McDaniels? I mean, every quarterback that's young has a veteran presence in the room. Everyone. Just think on your head. Every quarterback that's young has a veteran Josh presence. Josh McCown, like you, you get these certain guys that, that just yeah. are really every, good mentors. Everybody. What did the Miami Dolphins have with Tua? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yep. Veteran guys. That, that, that they pay for veteran guys. They, there's a number that says 
we can spin that on him as a guy who could help him learn mm-hmm. this offense, learn what it's like to be a professional. Everybody has one. Here's my question. If Zach Wilson, and I, I believe this question was asked, and I think it was answered in a roundabout way, if he was 100% healthy and coming off a bad performance against the Bills, because the Bills were coming out for blood. They were embarrassed the week before. Exactly. You knew that game was coming, right? They had to reestablish themselves, and they did against an inferior opponent. But if, if Zach Wilson had that same performance, was he getting benched? That answer has to be no. It has to be no. I don't no. care what the Dolphins are throwing at him. Because He's got to see you it. You can't keep playing games with a young rookie starting quarterback in and out of the lineup because he had a bad game. You can't do that. No, no. So he you should leave play. him in there. You got to leave him in there and let him take his pound and then his beating. All right, so then this is figure just it out. this is more the indictment on Mike White. And they're saying, well, he's not really our future anyway. So we've got to work on some of these other young guys and make sure that they're also getting some good reps. That's got to be the only reason that if, if Zach Wilson was healthy, he'd be playing in this game. That's what I want to know. But I don't think he could say that publicly because you don't want to you don't want to say that and have Mike, well, Mike White go. But, 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 but Mike I, White is not the future. Exactly. No, Wilson. that's what I mean. He's not the future. All now, right. Regardless, if Mike White would have ran the table and took the Jets to the playoffs, he still wasn't going to be the future. Oh, that's not what he said two weeks ago. Yeah, and that's the problem he, that I have with Salah. He says Alan, a lot me, of Alan, things Alan, and not a lot of substance to them. Alan, let me ask you a question. Joe Flacco's the guy for right now. If you guys beat the Dolphins at home, will you have a difference of opinion on Monday? No, I don't know because this season isn't it's about winning games. It's a wasted okay. season anyway. Okay. Like I'm just saying, if they win a couple of games in a row, do you think no, I, I national need... media will start to take their foot off the neck of the Jets and what that organization is doing? Uh, you just become more irrelevant. I don't think it, I don't think it takes right any now, pressure they should off. Be paying, right now, and I, and I thought about this yesterday, they should be fighting it out to get the number one pick. Yikes. Hoping and well, Remember, they have two. They'll have two in the top ten. Yeah, if Seattle try, continues to go south, to get the number one overall. Is oh, what I get they it. Be trying to do. I get it, but they still are going to have two picks that could be as high as two in the top eight. I do. I do wonder, like, if it wasn't, if it wasn't, okay, we're going to go with Joe Flacco. We'll stay with Mike White for another week, considering that the Bills, with the way they lost uh, to the Jags, came out with that that energy, right? Like, will we find something else to be mad with the Jets about? Man, like, will I'm we still find Mike White and let him get the experience? Period. I'm letting him I get the experience listen. so that I know if I keep him that he has some experience and now all of a sudden if something was to happen to Zach Wilson in the future, I got a guy who's played before. He won't be sitting around like he's on the Autobahn and things are flying past him too fast. I, I hear what you guys are saying. I'm part of that crew too. It just feels like if you're, if you're a coach or you're part of this organization and you're getting blitzed each and every day, and you see that emotional toll maybe takes on a guy like Robert Sala. Obviously, if he's responding back to Rex Ryan, it seems a little bit out of character for him. Like, are you just trying to stop the bleeding? Are you willing to do anything to stop the bleeding? Let me just give you the, the pocket of the schedule is why I think there's opportunity. That's what they're looking at. They want to save face a little bit. Dolphins, exactly. Texans, Eagles, Saints, Dolphins, Jaguars. That's, exactly. I'm telling you, it's motivated by this. Let's bring in Charlie Weiss, former Patriots offensive coordinator, certainly would know a lot about these types of decisions Charlie, welcome to the show. Uh, and, and I guess the, I just want to ask you off this conversation, your thoughts on the Jets deciding to go with Joe Flacco here as a veteran in a game like this against the Dolphins, the reasoning being how their defense looked against Lamar Jackson really confused him. They got two young quarterbacks. It seems like Wilson is not necessarily ready to play or 100% to play. Is this the right decision? Is this a decision that you would make if you were in the same situation? 
Did he watch the tape of Flacco playing against the Dolphins last year? He was awful. I mean, he was awful. I mean, this makes absolutely no sense. It really does. So I, I can't come up that, that the reason you gave is the only reason I could point to yesterday. But if I'm 2-7, and seven, okay, I know that Zach Wilson is our future. And I want... Uh, and I want to have somebody who, if Zach Wilson goes down in the future, okay, as we progress and get better and become a playoff caliber team, I want somebody who I know can go in and isn't just mop up guy, somebody somebody that can win win games for me. And at least Mike White, obviously he lit it up in one game, and even in the Colt game before he got hurt. I mean, he was playing very well. He was 7 for 11 with a touchdown and looked legit. I'd want to know more what I have with this guy. Do I need an, Do I need a legit number two or is this the guy? I mean, I don't. I really don't want to hold the fourth guy, and I think they have a, a candidate. If they didn't have a candidate, it would. I could understand Joe Flacco being in there. But with Mike White apparently being healthy and ready to go, it makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. You you are one hundred percent about that, Charlie. That's the same assessment that I had talking to my guys about Mike White and moving things forward. Now you had a young quarterback once upon a time as offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots with Bill Belichick. What was his name? Tom, terrific <laughs> Tom Brady. Brady? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how, how is uh, how how's Bill different? You think with Mac Jones? than Tom Brady early on in his career? I think actually they're letting Mac do a lot more than Tommy did when he at the start of his second season when he started playing and Drew got hurt. It, the team was built around Drew at the time. So you know the way we work, Key. You know, you've been with me. Okay, we set up, we set up everything based on who's playing. Okay, we, you know, if Keyshawn Johnson's my starting receiver, I'm going to do things that Keyshawn Johnson does best, and I'm not going to do the other things. So we were doing things that were based on Drew. So Drew got hurt. We played to our strength, which was our defense, and played a ball control game. And as the year went on, the more and more Tommy showed what he could do, then we did more. So that by the end of the year, you know, we, we could run two minutes against the Rams and win the Super Bowl. But that wasn't by accident. It was because as the year went on, he showed he could do more and more. I think Mac Mac is way ahead of that curve because he comes in the door. As I watch the games, and you watch the games too, you know the offense. It doesn't look to me like they're holding a lot of things back from him. Charlie, what do you think the ceiling is for the Pats this year? I think they could. I think they could make a serious run. I mean, tell me right now. You know, unless the Titans get Derrick Henry back healthy, which, looking at their schedule, they might be able to do. Okay, if they, especially if they can get the bye and give you know an, an extra week till for Derrick Henry. But except for the Titans, tell me who concerns you. Tell me one team in the AFC that you'd say, God, I don't want to play them. Usually there are those teams out there, and there aren't any. The Bills, they're, they're not scaring you now. The Chiefs, they're certainly not scaring you now. The Ravens, 
they're not scaring you now either. So if no one if no one really scares you, why you know why can't why can't the Patriots get in this mix? I'd say right now the Patriots are one of the teams you say, I really don't want to be playing these guys right now. They're the team that people are saying it about. Tennessee and the Patriots are the two teams that the people in the AFC right now are saying, do we really want to be playing these guys right now? You are listening to Charlie Weiss, former New England Patriots offensive coordinator here on Keyshawn J. Will in Max. Let's switch gears to another team, the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns are a little bit of a crossroads at the quarterback position uh, with uh, Baker Mayfield, Charlie, in being banged up in and out of the lineup over the last several weeks. Case Keenum won a football game in replacement of him. What should the Browns do with Mayfield if he's not 100% healthy? I personally think, Keyshawn, I think they should shut him down. That's what I think. I think that they have they would have a better chance winning with, with, with a healthy case than an injured Baker. I think Baker's a tough guy, and he's trying. Okay, but, you know, it's a ball control team. That's the way their offense is set up. It's not set up to sling it all over the yard. Okay, so I think that because that's the case and you need a quarterback that, you know, you're not afraid every time he gets hit that that's going to be his last play, I I think that I would go ahead and get him fixed. Because I think that right now, you know, right now this team's about ready to be done. You're about ready to stick a fork in this team. You know, now they're not done yet because anyone could win at AFC North. Okay, but I would go ahead and get him fixed and, and play case. Justin Fields has had a couple of really good games over the last uh, – performances, I should say. I mean, they haven't won, but but he looks like he's starting to trend in the direction of, okay, we're starting to see what the reason why you would move up in the draft to take him. But Matt Nagy remains under a lot of pressure and under, on a hot seat because of the handling of this really from the beginning of the season. If you were running that offense, what what type of offense would you run for Justin Fields? And are they running the right type of, type of offense for his skill set? Well, I mean, the whole offense would be centered around what he could do. I mean, no disrespect to any of the other guys. Okay, but you have no chance in this league offensively if the quarterback is in a, in a, in a comfort zone. So I, it would, everything I would do would start with, what does he feel comfortable doing? And if he didn't feel comfortable doing it, even if I thought it was a wonderful idea, if he didn't feel comfortable, I would not call it. Because normally when a quarterback does not feel comfortable with a play, it's not going to work. Now, they've also got off to slow starts. Uh, some, of the, some of these games where he's had you know, good games, like the last one he had a good game, it was just the second half. They were awful in the first half. And I'm watching the game, and I'm saying, well, what was different between the first half and the second half other than they started doing things that Justin Fields does the best? So I think that the problem that Matt has is you're working, walking a fine line. You want to develop this quarterback who obviously is the future of the Chicago Bears. On the other hand, you don't want to get fired. But he, because he's the guy now and he's implanted, is that's who you've decided to go with at this point? And they should do all they can from the from the beginning of the game to the end of the game to get him comfortable, to make him feel confident in what he's doing. 
Charlie, that happens a lot. Does that happen a lot in the sport? I find that to be something that is a, is something that a lot of fans don't understand, that there are times where you have somebody that this is my offense and these pieces have to fit into it some way, somehow, rather than the other way, which is I think what you're describing, is what's the skill set? Let's build an offense around him. Sort of like what, what, uh, what Roman did with uh, Lamar Jackson. Is there too much of that going on in the NFL that you've seen? Well, I, mean, I grew up in I grew up in you, you you get the players you have, and then you figure out what to do with them. Not not you have an offense, and that's what you're doing <laughs> because that's what I think that's what gets you fired. <laughs> I gotta laugh though because he's 100 percent right. Oh yeah, you you always and people don't understand that. Yeah, I try to explain people all the time, especially about the the guys that I've been around, whether it's Charlie, Todd Haley. Bill Belichick, Parcells, mm-hmm. Sean Payton, uh, did you, you, this system stuff, it's cool. Everybody got a system. Everyone has a system. Right. But if I need to deviate away from that system because I got a dynamic playmaker, I'm deviating away from that because I don't want to be working with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the reality of it, Charlie. Uh, isn't that the truth? So the truth. Uh, it's the truth. I think people, you I know, hey. You know, the old phrase, you know, you don't want to put a square peg in a round hole. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, coaching doesn't have to be as – I mean, coach is a tough business. It's a tough profession. But you can make it a lot easier by instead of complaining about what you don't have, figure out what you do have and then work from there. It sounds simple, doesn't it? That's how I wanted you to, uh, to expand on that, and I appreciate you doing that. Charlie, thanks so much. We're going to leave it right there. All the best. All right, take care, man. All right, but and Charlie Weiss on the Goodyear Hotline. Keyshawn J. Will Max presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn in for Max. So a former Jet now will come in and try to help us understand the decision to go with Flacco. You see, Charlie Weiss certainly doesn't agree with it. Let's find out what the former Jet tells us next. Keyshawn J. Will Max, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. G-Sean, J-Will, and Max, the podcast. You ready for the weekend? Your weekend could get ruined, though. Why my, was my weekend going to get ruined? Let me finish this. Keyshawn, J-Will, Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Alan Hunt in for Max. And joining us right now, Damian Woody in studio, giving us a straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Watching the Jets play. Uh, ah! <laughs> we're a week away from Thanksgiving. I'm thinking about turkey. I'm thinking about the beautiful spread, a, a weekend of eating, and you want to make me think about throwing up. What if you were watching the Jets on Thanksgiving? <laughs> we've, we've, we've had that. Wasn't it, didn't the, wait. We've had that, and we've had really bad experiences on Thanksgiving. Jeez, I don't remember. Mm. I don't remember. It's good to not remember those things. D. Wood, here's what I need from you. Please, 
if What's you that? could, though, though, our good friend Bart Scott, mm-hmm. my co-host, broke it down yesterday when I heard about Joe Flacco starting. I was like, why are we doing this? And he's like, no, 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 understand. This is what they're trying to do. And he explained it just like Sala explained it. That I've got, uh, I've got a rookie running back. I got a rookie wide receiver. I've got players I need to know more about, and I like a veteran who could throw them the ball, and I can really assess them. Zach Wilson's not available to play, so they move on from Mike White. I feel like it's also looking at the Dolphins and thinking we can get a win here. We're under a lot of pressure. We only have two wins. This is the priorities keep shifting. What do you see? <sighs> yep, that's what I thought. I uh, first of all, none is really. Does it really matter in the grand scheme of things? Because <laughs> yes. if Zach Wilson's not playing, then what difference does it make? Mm. We can get a look at Mike White, though. Like, we need to see long-term the backup solution, right? You, you. <laughs> I wish people could see what he's faced right now. <laughs> no, but think about it, though. D-Wood, backup solution. Because if you, if you, take, if you take his game that he won – Whatever, which game was was it? Uh, t- Titans game? Cincinnati. No, no, the Bengals. Cincinnati. The 400 Cincinnati, yards yeah, passing. Cincinnati game, he went nuts. Then you look at that first drive or so in Indy before he hurt whatever he hurt. He was doing fine. Dude was like, I want to say he was like 7 to 10 for, you know, 60 yards, a touchdown. He looked good. Last week against the Bills, he didn't look good. But that's not enough for me to, to from a long-term backup plan solution, to have a guy – potentially ready a year, two years from now, if something was to happen to Zach Wilson. That's my only thing. It's like, just go ahead and do that. Let that dude roll him out and see what he got. I think here's my, here's, here's my issue with, the, with, with everything that, that transpired this week. Uh, you know, Robert Sala went on, you know, during his press conference, he talked about, um, as far as Mike White's concerned, how – you know, one minute we're all putting the, like a like the gold jacket on him, you know, for Canton, and then when he lost to the Bills, like everyone wants to like toss him out of New York City. And I, I'm just thinking, you know, in that moment, it was like he was defending Mike White mm-hmm. off of one bad performance, but then you flip the script to Joe Flacco. Yeah, then you bench like, him saying, "I don't think uh, you can handle this defense that you're." Yeah, pass. like literally, the man went against the number one defense in the league in the Buffalo Bills. A lot of those guys on, on Buffalo's defense have been together for a few years. Like, they're really good. And so it just didn't make any sense to me how one minute you're praising a guy, you know, you've been praising the guy for the past couple of weeks, and then all of a sudden when we get to the Miami Dolphins, yeah, you know, well, we're going we're gonna to insert Joe Flacco in here because we feel like he's a veteran. And, and it, it just it doesn't pass the smell test to me. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, for me, this season, I've always said, told Jet fans this, this season's about Zach Wilson. If, if Zach Wilson's not playing, honestly, it doesn't matter to me because this season's about developing him and seeing if this guy can be the, 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 the future of the franchise. Damian, it was two days ago, I think, or it might have been three days ago, I saw you literally unload on the Jets on Twitter. I mean, it was like tweet after tweet after tweet. You just went in. Could you expound a little bit about just – what have you seen the Jets just do wrong this year in general that maybe doesn't make you believe in Robert Sala or make you believe in Joe Douglas? We only have a what? few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's a lot to get, a lot I mean, to unpack. Well, that might well, take a whole hour. Well, listen, I, I think um, number one, the Jets are the youngest team in the league. So 
I knew coming into this thing, I never had an expectation as far as record was concerned with the Jets. I just all I said was, I want to see them improve from beginning to end. I want to see these young guys play a lot of snaps, get better. You might not win a lot of games, but just get better. That's my point. You know, with Mike just, White, just get better. Now, what happened in the Buffalo game, or not just Buffalo? I want to say the past month, there's some alarming things going on. They gave up was um, 175 points 170, in four games. 175 points. Listen, there is not that big of a talent discrepancy in the National Football League from the best team to the worst team where you should be giving up 175 points in four games. I'm, I'll just tell people this. Just, to, just for comparison, the 2000 Baltimore Ravens, now they were historic on defense. I think they gave up like 160 in 16 games. Yes. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. In 16 games, they gave up 160 points. The New York Jets gave up 175 and four. Like, Key, you know this. No, they're not. It, like, it, like, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah. It's not supposed to happen. And for me, it's just like, I hate when coaches talk about system, system. It's a player's league. Players make things go. Okay, and if you don't have the players to run, quote unquote, your system, Mm -hmm. then you need to adjust. You need to adjust and run things that fit the players that you have. That's where all the great the the great coaches that I've been around, they adjust and put their players in positions to be successful. That's what coaching is all about. Were you at Get Up just now? So you didn't hear Charlie Weiss. On the show just now with us, because you was on Get Up. I was on Get Up, yeah. So you didn't steal what Charlie said or what I said, so you're using your own thought process in mind because you've been there and you've done it. Been there, done it. Oh, now. okay, I just it, it, Yeah, that was, that's an original thought, <laughs> it's, but it's a very commonly <laughs> held belief that that's what you're supposed to do. Absolutely. And that's clearly not like, happening. Key, like, Key don't, you, like, don't you hate when coaches talk about system? Like, it, it's just like... <laughs> You yeah. sure you weren't <laughs> listening to this show? This was literally. I'm, 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 I'm positive. Yeah. I absolutely hate it because what you have to do is you have to make adjustments based on what you have. Everybody has a system. You come in with a plan, and that plan is, hey, we want to run a 3-4, we want to run a 4-3, we want to blitz more, we want to do this. Offensively, we want to run the football. But guess what? Our offensive line is not very good in run blocking, and our running back can't see. Oh, but our quarterback can throw. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to throw the ball to that guy all the time. That's changing away from that system. You adapt adapt to what you have to be successful. Have you seen anything at all from Robert Sala in his first year that make you think, as a former NFL player and as an analyst, that they got the right guy? Key, I'd be hard-pressed to say I have. I think to me the most disturbing thing is that this can't be going on on the side of the ball that's supposed to be your specialty. Absolutely. You're Thank a you. defensive guy. Right. Like supposedly. you can, supposedly you're a defensive guy. And so when you when when the when that side of the ball, your side of the ball is just looking awful, inept, situationally unaware. Like I just go back to last week, end of the half. Okay? 
Buffalo's got what we call a two-for-one situation. I know what you're talking about. And for for people out there, what that means is because Buffalo deferred the kick – at the beginning of the game, right. they were going to get the ball after halftime. That's what we call a two-for-one situation. And so you got to understand, you got Stephon Diggs on the outside with a free agent corner. And you going to – a six-round corner, and you playing him one-on-one with no help? One of the best receivers in the league? Stephon Diggs run the double move, gets all the way down to like the red zone. They score a touchdown. Then next thing you know, right after the half, they score again. Like that's coaching. That has nothing to do with the play. That's coaching right there. You're seeing an experience of a very young coaching staff, and all we're talking about is the experience of players on a very young roster. D. Wood, we're going to leave it right there. It's great to see you, and yep. thanks so much for the thanks, insight. Yep. Coming up, so the Jets have many concerns about their quarterback head coach combo. Uh, But that's not true for some other teams who think they have that combo to win it all. We'll discuss the ones that do and the ones that don't. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. We want you to tune into the ESPN Daily Podcast that brings you a deep dive into a single story from one of ESPN's hundreds of reporters. Presented by Supercuts. Download, subscribe, and review ESPN Daily. Available wherever you enjoy your podcasts. It is time now for Evan Wilner and Real or Not Real. I've heard the ESPN Daily podcast today is fire. Oh. That, that's what I've heard. Good tease. Good that, tease. Yep. Quality. Lewis Riddick said it's the most fire NFL conversation he's ever had. Mm. So check wow. it out. ESPN okay. Daily. Uh, like real or Not Real. Fire. Time for that Real or Not Real brought to you by Trico. Trico has been the future of wipers since 1917. Keeping you a step ahead of Mother Nature, visit Trico, Cats and Dogs, dot com. All right, this is real or not real quarterback head coach combos that can 
win a Super Bowl. So you believe in both guys delivering a Super Bowl. Baker Mayfield, Kevin Stefanski, real or not real? Real. What? I I believe they can deliver a Super Bowl. Here's why. Because if he can stay healthy and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt can get back doing what they do and that defense can find some rhythm, Baker Mayfield is a quarterback that can help a team get to a Super Bowl by doing the things that Kevin Stefanski wants him to do. All you're doing is engineering and driving the bus. We're not asking you to all of a sudden create the bus, uh, uh, design the bus. We don't want you doing it. We just want you to get in and drive it and not crash it. I think he has the ability to do that. The problem is they drafted him number one overall several years ago in John Dorsey and Hugh Jackson. So people put a different expectation on who Baker Mayfield is. If he was the 32nd pick of the draft, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. We'd be saying, oh, he played pretty good. Okay, so with that explanation, now I understand why you had said it's real. Because originally my my initial thought is, no, I can't see this. But with that explanation, so, yeah, the two-back system, big offensive line, great defense, just don't turn the ball over, Baker. Okay, if you want to do it that way, sure, I agree. I would say real. I mean, watch. We, we, we saw the Milwaukee Bucks win a world championship last year, right? Like, things have to go right for certain teams to win. So, things have to be, I feel like, aligned perfectly for any team to win, but especially for the Browns to win, considering health has been a major factor for them this entire year. All right, real. So, I'm with you on real. Oh, sorry, Jay. Real or not real, QB coach combos that will win a Super Bowl. Remember the combo. Both guys, Justin mm-hmm. Fields, Matt Nagy, real or not real? Not no. real. Nope. Not real at all. No. It, it, it's, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> yep. Because of which. You already know my answer, Evan. <laughs> I've been on it for the whole year. Yeah. Um, Mac Jones, Bill Belichick. Hmm. Can that combo win a Super Bowl? Real, real. or not real? Yeah, it's real. real. That combination real. certainly can win a Super Bowl. We just had Charlie Weiss, former offensive coordinator, New England Patriots, on with us, and he talked about the way you bring him along, and he believes that he is slightly ahead of where Tom Brady was early in his career. They're taking the wheel, they're taking the training wheels off slowly but surely, much like they did Brady. I'll go real. I mean, it's look. We just had a conversation with Charlie Weiss. We were talking about them potentially being the scariest team in the AFC, which is crazy to me, uh, considering where they were at the beginning of the year. I still think the Chiefs and the Bills are in that conversation, but he has a valid point, and this team is a complete team with the way these guys are playing. That's real. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. As much as I hate to admit it, it's really the same blueprint. We've seen it done before. There's no reason to think it can't be done again. Speaking of can it be done again, Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, they won a Super Bowl once. Can that combo win it again, real or not real? Not real. I think I think this, I think this is kind of windows closed. Passed a little bit yeah. on Pete. I hate to say it, but Pete's getting up there in age, and and he's not making the necessary adjustments in the off season with the coordinators or bringing in the talent that can help Russell Wilson ultimately achieve that goal with the other three teams in the division trying to get better: the Rams, Arizona, and the 49ers. I'm with you, Keon. Not real. This team has the feeling of something has to give, in my opinion. I think that will be Pete Carroll before it will be Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's the window's closed. Legion, no boom. I mean, it's it's over there, and now the decision is, does Pete Carroll keep coaching, and does Russell Wilson stay in Seattle? That becomes the offseason conversation. Ooh, let's stay in that division. Kyle Shanahan, Trey Lance. Ooh. Ooh. Real or not real? 
That's a really tough. Not one. real. Not real. Not real at all. I don't. I think Kyle Shanahan is has gotten a, a huge reputation for who he is as a quarterback, based on a lot of system. Like a system is but, it system? But based on who he is as a coach, <laughs> not as a quarterback. Based on the system and some of the positive things that he's run in the past, but you got to go all the way back to his father. His father kind of did some of the same things. Hit pay dirt with Terrell Davis, went on and won two Super Bowls, and then after that, he was a shell of himself. I think that that is kind of the same trend that Kyle Shanahan is going down. A lot of people like him; they think he's a great innovator. Da 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 da. He led the Atlanta Falcons as an offensive coordinator, Super Bowl head coach of San Francisco 49ers. Neither one of them won, but I don't think long term that you'll see those two together. I, I don't know. I kind of feel the opposite. Maybe Trey Lance is more of what he was looking for as a quarterback than Jimmy G was. And why haven't we seen him? He's been hurt. And Jimmy G wins a lot of games. Yeah. He does. You're right. I might go I might go real with you there on Allen, but that, that's one I'm a little bit confused on because I don't – I think this heat is going to start picking up on Kyle Shanahan a ton. He's just got an extension though, right? So he's – He's got some security. Oh, that's right. Yeah, looks like we're staying in that division. Right. Cliff mm-hmm. Kingsbury, Ooh. Kyler Murray, can oh. that combo win a Ooh. Super Bowl? Come on, Key, Key, your thoughts or not real? Can they do it? No, they can't do it. Damn, oh. they can't do it. They can. They can get to a playoff game. They can win the division. They can get to a playoff game or two. But you got to have something in the in the. You have to have something in the postseason that tells me that. And neither one has gotten to the postseason before. They, they don't run the ball as consistent as you would like, although they are running it better this year than they've ever run it. And their offense is not portable. If you have to, whatever reason, go on the road to a Green Bay or some cold-weather team and not be a dome team, they could be in trouble. I'll go real here, Han, just because Kyler Murray staying healthy is going to be the key to me. If he can stay healthy, I remember what they were last year before he got hurt. I know what they were this year before he got hurt. Mm. He needs to be on the field and be healthy. They have yeah. a legit chance. I'm with you. I think it's real with an expiration date because the way Kyler plays is not, you know, that's not a long-term kind of quarterback situation. Mm. But the system that Kingsbury employs, I think you can find others that can fit that. So short-term on these guys. One more quick answer, real yep. or not real. Justin Herbert, Brandon Staley, can that Ooh. combo win a Super Bowl? Quick answers. Yes. 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 I like that combo. But no. there's a lot uh, more names uh, we haven't gotten to, too, that really make this an interesting conversation. But you can be part Bruce of it, of Arians course. and Tom Brady. As well. More to come. ESPN No, Radio, they'll never Sirius win a Super Bowl. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.